So I'm here with Kirsty Lachlan, um, who's the Operation Department Manager um, for the Product Supply here at P&G. Um, so I, what I want to do is talk to, uh, to you a bit, Kirsty, a bit about your life, because you talked <laughs> us briefly off, off record um, about the experience you've gained along the way here at um, Gillette, and also you've kind of done a full circle, you're now in recruitment. So if you could just kind of talk me through where it all started and how it started and what initially attracted you to P&G. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, um, like you said, my name's Kirsty. Um, I've been with Procter & Gamble for about eight years now. Um, started, actually started off as an intern. So I did two internships with Procter & Gamble. Brilliant. One of which I was quite lucky and was in Barcelona by... Yeah, um, yes, it was great. So that was my first look at manufacturing. So I was fortunate enough to be to apply and then get um, and also express interest. That I wanted to do my internship abroad, mm-hmm. and then when the opportunity came forward to do it in Barcelona, of course, wow. I jumped at it. Yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah, that was my first internship, and that was when um, I was at my third year at university, so just about to get my bachelor's. Um, so loved it. Really enjoyed manufacturing. Like I, we'd had a few people come into university to talk to us about it. Yeah. Um, so I did chemical engineering so and also I studied at Strathclyde University Brilliant. and a lot up there is very focused on the oil and gas industry yeah. rather than manufacturing so it was quite unusual but we had someone come to speak to us mm-hmm. about what like a day in the life of somebody who works in manufacturing is and ever since I had that talk was it just I don't know it just sparked something in me and um because it was mainly target based and everybody kind of knew what they were doing and everybody mm-hmm. knew the purpose of why they were there and also it was clear whether or not you're doing a good job or whether or not you can improve yeah. and that's something that I really liked so really really clarity like yes, straight off the bat sure, yeah um so yeah so I thought I'll just apply for an internship see how I get on if it's for me great if it's not fine like yeah. nothing ventured nothing gained job, um yeah. so yeah so did my first internship in, in Barcelona like I said and so was that a year long no that was a three-month internship so right, summer internship summer yeah so just a summer internship um, like I say, loved it. I mean, how could you know? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, and also it was the plant was the plant was lovely. It was um, fabric and home care, so okay. they made aerial there. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and one of my projects was bringing in, in like a scanning system, so yeah. how, scanning in materials to the site. So obviously it was there was language barrier there, but it oh, was yeah yeah there was like I don't that? speak Spanish. Um, it was fine. It was actually it was really eye opening because you got really from straight off the bat to understand how important it was to. Mm-hmm for visuals so like you don't need to be able to speak the same language as someone to be able to teach them something yeah. you can just you can show them via like actions or mm-hmm. taking lots of pictures and, and using those methods to explain things to people there was obviously like the management level they spoke English but then when you were deploying it down mm-hmm. to like operator level you had to like be with them and go through it like step oh, by step yeah. but, but I loved it like I yeah. really enjoyed it and yeah it just took problem solving to that different level because yeah. you got to see it in a kind of real life environment as opposed mm-hmm. to in university where you're just it's just everything's on paper and you can't yeah. put anything into perspective. So yeah, loved it. Um, went back to university. Um, as part of my master's, they encourage you to either do um, an internship again within industry or you can do a research project. But I'd loved my internship so much that I got in touch with P&G um, in the UK and asked them if they had any opportunities. Mm-hmm. And they did in their Newcastle site. Right. Um, so this is for, again, in between the... Uh, bachelor's and master's yes so exactly so summer. no no it was um no sorry it was part of my master's so it was a, se- a semester placement ah, that i did okay. with them right. yeah so it was my second semester yeah. um just before i graduated yeah. 
um, I did an internship, another internship with them, but this time in their Newcastle site. Right. So it was same company, mm-hmm. a completely different site in a completely different country. So just going through the application process then, did you get fast-tracked at all? Yeah, so because I'd already yeah. done an internship, so P&G, um, yeah, dipping in a bit to recruitment, P&G is actually quite an easy application process, we mm-hmm. pride ourselves in it, so it, it really is just a, like you apply online, mm-hmm. and it's a CV um, with a covering letter if you want, if you don't want, fair doesn't it's not a massive right it's not massively important to us it's mm-hmm. more if you want to call out certain things in your cv then yeah. go for it mm-hmm. um yeah after that it's reasoning tests online um a couple of like online question like an online mm-hmm. questionnaire if you like if you're successful there then you'll do um you'll have a, a an, an interview mm-hmm. more like a phone interview or webex yeah um and then it's a face-to-face interview with reasoning tests and yeah. then that's it you'll know after that so it's in terms of like the whole drawn out recruitment processes that some other com- country, com- countries <laughs> companies uh-huh. have, um, it's relatively straightforward. So yeah. I did all that the first time round to get the internship, yeah. the first internship, sorry, and then the second internship because I'd already mm-hmm. had a successful internship with P&G, I got, it was fine, it was yeah. easy. So yeah, so got in touch with the guys in the UK and like I say, got offered an internship in Newcastle. So yeah, same company, so same P&G, um, so the same principles, same way of operating, yeah, sure. but different business units. So instead of um, fabric and home care, it was in their beauty sector. Right. So P&G used to um, like have a, a beauty sector right. and one of their sites was, like I said, in Newcastle where they made perfume. So right. they made perfume for um, Hugo Boss, for... Mm-hmm. Um, Dolce & Gabbana for um, Gucci for Lacoste so it was really a completely different yeah. industry and completely different like consumer as well yeah. so it was yeah. really interesting yeah. seeing like yeah. like the different the differences and also completely different technology because the first one was it was liquids but it wasn't like the, in the same way so it was like bottles put like directly on a conveyor versus like when it's glass you have to take extra care so it's, sure. it's much slower and and different yeah, things are more important. Like a completely different business, but yeah, it was uh, the safety net of it. You being P and G, yeah, that's what I really liked about it. And it's actually it's quite similar being um, here in Reading because it's it's shave prep. So again, there's not many sites that do it. Whereas Fabric and Home Care is such a big giant. There's lots of them like all over the company. But yeah. in beauty and in shave care, there's only two factories. So right. you're quite you kind of just get to almost it's like a big company with a small company yeah, inside it, which okay. is quite nice. Yeah. yeah, which I quite like. Which is good because again, a lot of our students like that idea. Yeah. I think you know some students, um, you know, that's why maybe they get attracted more to say an SME, uh-huh. something called they want to be maybe a bigger fish and a smaller yeah. box. The saying goes, but that's brilliant because you know, from my perspective of P and G, you know, you think, oh my gosh, it's huge, yeah. it's a massive, you know, multinational, um, worldwide known company, company, and. You know, even just being here today, you can see it's almost like a little a family, family, little campus. Uh-huh. You know, people know everyone else. We had lunch early, everyone's talking to one another, uh-huh. saying hi, everyone knows each other. So it did it. You're so right. It does have uh-huh. that kind of family. But that's why feel. you've touched on it. That's why I love it so much mm-hmm. in manufacturing because it is like both. So I've been in Reading now for about just over a year, mm-hmm. and pretty much everybody in the factory floor I know by name. I know something about them. I can have oh, a conversation really? with really yeah. easily. Like, and it was the same in Newcastle. You just you got to know people really quickly, and yeah. and at the same time you get given the responsibility like right. straight away because it's because it's P and G. Like mm-hmm. they invested you as a graduate. They don't just get you in and kind of. Like let, let you shadow somebody else to give you real stuff to work on. Okay, like, I second that. Straight well. away. Uh-huh. So we spoke to some um, interns, three of them, and three of them, and um, 
again, no darn about the bees in July. Uh-huh. I've got like, projects already, <laughs> heading up projects. Uh-huh. I'm like, really? It just sounds phenomenal yeah it's good but it's yeah they get you get a lot of responsibility but we also take quite good care of making sure that you've got the right support Mm. making sure you've got the right mentors to go to and and also like because it is a big multinational we've got very good systems in place and processes so you get to learn all those good key fundamentals of manufacturing which just hold you in good stead so so yeah it's a definite plus so after my intern so i did my second internship And with them in Newcastle and loved it. Like loved the site, loved the city, loved everything about it. So when they offered me a job, I was more than happy to go back. So yeah. I went, I had my last summer, <laughs> if you like, um, and then um, and then went back to Newcastle to work there as a graduate. So in PNG, um, one of the things I also really liked about PNG when I was applying for different, well, looking at different jobs after uni is the fact we don't have a grad scheme and we're quite open about the fact that we don't have a grad scheme mm-hmm. and most of the time when I'm out doing recruitment or whatever and you say that to graduates they go and don't like it yeah. but you but when you stick with it it's, it's actually quite good yeah. <laughs> but it means that we start everybody in the same level playing field so everybody no matter if you start in product supply so if you start in manufacturing you will always start as a process engineer right. so it means that but it also means everybody's done it so everybody can fully understand what you're going through in that first role yeah. um but as a process, we do it intentionally because as a process engineer, you've got lots of different touch points with lots of different parts of the business. So mm-hmm. you're on the packing line. Your your key job is basically to make that line run better, so improve right. the efficiency of the line. So it really it's, it uses all your problem solving skills that you've learned at university. Mm-hmm. You start to build those like softer skills with people. Yeah. So you don't have anybody to directly manage, but you need to influence how people are going to do things for you because. Yeah. You need to get in and get your hands dirty, but yeah. you obviously will not be doing like the maintenance tasks or the big improvement upgrades, but you need to get the engineering technicians on side that yeah. are going to do it for you. So you start to learn all those soft skills, Yeah. but you're also interfacing with safety because if you're putting something new in, you need to make sure it's done safely. Yeah. Quality, because the products, the quality of the product that we make is highly important to us. If we don't produce good quality, then we're not going to get repeat custom. Um, and then, yeah, and also all the engineering disciplines and everything. So you're very much in the forefront to create like quite a good network and also see what else is out there so it's up to you then you work closely with your manager for your next role to decide what you want to do so if you want to go down the role of people organization you can become a a line leader which means you've got a production line which you're responsible for the results and the people for so you can have up to about between sort of 10 to 15 direct reports within your first couple of years in the company Um, you can go into something more engineering like more project based so you can be managing like a like a thousand pounds worth of projects like yeah so it's up to you what you want to do so when I was in that position so I did my PE role for about 18 months I think it was um it was on the high speed lines at the time but yeah it was all about making it making it better making it more reliable um in perfume the biggest challenge we have is to keep the business alive you need a lot of new products so like you you'll notice that when you go through like airports or whatever there's always something yes, new and there's yeah. always a big advertising campaign and well yada yada now these new when these new products come you need to obviously change over the line repeatedly right. so that was a big part for me for being a process engineer was making sure we could change over this so we had to put it in perspective in the newcastle site we made about between four and five hundred different products i think yeah. and we had anything between 10 to 15 production lines so it wasn't like these lines had to make yeah. all these products and it wasn't like and also like 
yeah, Hugo Boss, like Classic, could run on one line but also run on another line because you needed to have that stability on, yeah. across the pack and floor. So yeah, so we had to be able to change over repeatedly and, and well and mm-hmm. quickly. So that was a lot of my job was looking at how to, to improve this process. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, and, and how to make it better. And one of the things I really noticed early on was if you did a new product badly, the line would just, you could just sink the line pretty quickly. And I, I found it really interesting. Also, it's perfume and it's quite exciting, like yeah. finding out what's happening next in, in the new yeah, like new yeah. product world. So that's what I went into next. So I went into a startup leader role where my main focus was to be able to bring in these new products, right. like without any without any issues. So I started working with the new product delivery team okay. um, and also operations to, to kind of bridge that gap. Mm-hmm. So when I started doing that role, they were quite disjointed mm. as two different functions. They weren't really speaking so that was my job to kind of bring that in and bring that communication to the forefront again which is quite exciting because yeah it was i loved it Uh yeah exactly no you just yeah Uh yeah so i really like that was because yeah because also is like i I quite like hearing about all the new stuff that was coming i found it quite interesting and so yeah i took that further so then i went into it was called um it was called site initiative execution leader but essentially it was bridging like the we call it like end to end, but it was like right from when the product was like a concept. Mm-hmm. So right when like R and D teams were thinking about it, along with marketing, right. um, and brand, and then we started, and then we they would approach the plan to see how like how viable it was to be able to to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then that was my my third role, if you like, in the company was working with those teams, well based in the plant still, um, to understand what brand needed. Um, and wanted versus what R&D were able to work with our suppliers to get to then actually bring it to, to site to make on the production lines right. so my team this is when I started people managing as well right. so my team was so, so how many years have we to I had been so I actually I people managed I had a small team and I was a startup leader of, of three so all the other startup leaders again to bridge, it was to bridge, bridge that gap between mm-hmm. the two different departments um, but then I got a slightly bigger team of five when I'd been in the company two years wow okay so yeah so and I, I loved it because you get to like set a vision for your team and really sort of understand what you need to do as a, yeah. as a, like as a programme leader and get them all, all in the right place to be able to do it successfully. Are you still classed as a graduate then when you've been here two years? Um, like I say, we don't, have, we don't really have a grad scheme, so you come through the door and you're and a process you engineer. Head, you you kind of drop that label like straight, straight away, away. You're, okay. you're a process engineer and then you're, you're yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh-huh. sure. Um, yeah, so that, that was that role um, and when I was there yeah like I say I loved it like I got to do like we brought in new brands when I was part of that so I was the first person to launch a brand on the site for Stella McCartney and Alexander McQueen and it was and you got to see it really from concept and it was and you, you got to hear even stuff about like when they went to the fashion house with a different idea yeah it was it was it was crazy and then um, and then they would, you would they would show you what you wanted and you would go oh no that's never going to run <laughs> And then, no, um, no, yeah, no. but then you would start to look at it from a cost perspective as well, because obviously, yeah. like the designers want something that's like super plush and really fancy and luxurious, and then you put a price tag on it and how much money they're not going to make, <laughs> <laughs> and then they start to dial it back, and then that's when so that bit all takes quite a long time, yeah. but then when it's time to produce, you need to. How exciting is that? Getting it, seeing it from yeah, the exactly. All the way through uh-huh. to you know, going the down, shelf, and, and then you see it. past it in the airport, and you're just like, I did that. Yeah. It's cool. It was really cool. Like there's some of them which you get, which I've still got like on my shelf that I feel quite proud of, like being a part of that project. And um, yeah, so I loved it. Loved that role. Mm -hmm. Um, Started to get involved as well at that stage with materials. So understanding what like and work with our suppliers. So we built, we did a lot of capability building with our suppliers as well. Um, 
just because, like I say, we know we've got really good firm processes within P&G and if we can get better out of our suppliers and yeah, we know yeah. we can make some money there as well sure. and get a wee bit of cost savings. So yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed that whole role. Um, yeah. I was doing that probably for about two years right. at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. But then, not so after, just soon after that, um, I moved into the operation department manager role, so similar to the one that I'm doing now, right. um, but exclusively for the making department. So I moved, so it was completely different. So in terms of, so I was managing in, in my initiative role. Yeah. So with the new products, I was managing lots of different projects. So I was managing up to about easily between 20 and 25 projects at any one time, but at different yeah. stages of the yeah. project. So some were like right on like, qualification phase so they were really involved but other ones that were much more upstream as a concept you don't have to have so much involvement with but it's all just kind of keeping them going and making sure that you don't you don't um yeah keeping them going essentially but then as then I moved into um department manager role because I wanted to start to manage like big organizations and that's where you're at now yeah so that's where I'm at now with a little Bit of a out in <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm at now. So um, so yeah, I'm at, well, I st- that's where I started the my fact um, the department manager role, shall I say. So your role now, so you're at Gillette in Reading. Yep. Uh, how long have you been in this role? So I've been in Reading for about a year. Um, well, just over a year. So I started in September um, yeah. last year. We're just touching on that. So yeah, I do. I, I've. I really like working for PG and I did. I chose to come back. It was it, because it was well, like like I said, I'm from Glasgow originally, and Reading is it's not like Newcastle was quite close, but Reading is, yeah. is significantly <laughs> further away. But it's because PNG's values are something that really I saw a lot when I went to a different company. So PNG are quite renowned for putting their people first, and it's really yeah. easy to say that. Yeah. But P and PNG, you feel that that's actually it, it's happening. Like, right. and also as a manager, they empower you to be able to do the same with your people. Fantastic. So, and that's what I just yeah. love about the company, and I find that's it's something that's it's important, like uh-huh. really important to me. So you've mentioned as well that you've got a bit of a recruitment slant now onto yeah. your role. So talk to me a bit about. So yes, I've always um, been involved with recruitment, well not always, probably for about five years now I've been involved with the recruitment, Um, when we've always hired quite heavily from Strathclyde, which is the university that I'm from, Mm -hmm. Um, and when I was in Newcastle it was quite easy, we weren't so far away, so we'd go up for for events, but this year I've been lucky enough to actually been asked to head up the the Strathclyde team um, for product supply, so... So yeah, I really like it. I really like getting out there with the students, understanding like what's going down, being able to tell them my story, being able to yeah. to tell that like to encourage them to apply. Um, also, to STEM in general, I find really important. Like, I always remember when I was at school, like there was a couple of teachers that really stood out, and they still stand out to me for yeah. putting like for almost just believing in you to mm-hmm. be able to do yeah. science, and that there's something there for, and it's not just all about medicine or law. It's yeah. it's actually the engineering is a big a big world and it's something that everybody can, can get involved with. So um, will you get past, so say if anyone um, you know, does apply to, uh-huh. uh, if anyone does, <laughs> hopefully some people do. <laughs> 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 would they see you part of the process? Yeah, so that's one thing. Yeah, like we quite, um, that's one thing I th- I've always, when I, especially even when I was, um, like was I was going through the recruitment process was, I hope we're quite good at it. I think I like to think we are, but we are quite good at building up that relationship on campus with people. Like yeah. I very much knew who what who the PNG people were on my campus, and right. and they were easy and you, you were, they were easily they were relatable to go and speak to and understand because, like I say, they 
it was that lecture that got me sort of interested in it. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, it was a guy at the time, and yeah, I'm still actually in contact with him now. Uh-huh. He's no longer with the company, but he's doing recruitment as well, so he's easy to, to right. kind of get involved with at a different university. Um, but yeah, so we'll like we'll be with you kind of the whole step of the way. Like for instance, I'm going up to the careers fair this week. Okay, um, unfortunately, I can't go to the second event, but it's a similar faces that'll be there, right. and then I'll be there doing the interviews as well. So you kind of build that whole relationship as as you go. That's, that's good. So yeah, it's it's to make it with students more at ease. It's not yeah. supposed to like we want the best out of you in your interview, not to make you feel like awkward or uncomfortable. We want you to give the best experiences and and actually get to know you like. Yeah. You've only got an hour, so you need to make the, the most yeah, of it. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. Well, thank you very much, uh, Kirsty, for giving us a, an overview of your life so far. <laughs> <laughs> Today, I want to give you my top tips on how to apply for a job with us. Firstly, um, we are when we're on con- uh, contract, when we're on campus, come and introduce yourself. Normally, we have the same faces going to the same campus to help us build up that relationship with you guys. Um, so come over and say hello. That way that when we see your application come through, we'll know who you are. And then when you go to the, when it gets through to different stages and you go to interviews, you'll also know who the people are. So therefore, it'll be a much friendlier environment for you and you're more likely to do your best in that sort of, in that situation. Secondly, tailor your CV. Okay, you've all, all of you will have a base CV but make sure that you do your research and tailor it to the companies that you apply for. And this isn't just going for P&G, this is going for any job that you apply for. Go on the websites, go and learn about them. Gradcracker has tons of stuff that you can go and do your research with. So make sure you go on there and understand what this company wants to see. And that way you'll stand out. Also with your CV, think about um, think about CAR. So that's Context, act, um, context Action Result. So make sure on your CV you've got tangible results. So how did you improve something? How did you, um, how much money did you make for a particular event? Did you manage to get better results? Quantify everything you can. So the amount of numbers you can get on your CV, the stronger that CV will be. Um, and then thirdly, be yourself. So when you are in con- when you are in contact with us, either at recruitment events or in the interview, make sure that you you be yourself. Okay, we want to see the real you. The interview is not a test necessarily. It's understanding who you are and whether or not you'll be a good fit for the company. And if you are a good fit, then hopefully we'll see you at P&G.